0: The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened the good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. With the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com.
2: It is a final from Pittsburgh, and the results are certainly not good as the Brewers fall 14-4 to to the Pirates in Game 1 of this three-game set. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. There's Evan Heffelfinger. My name is Tim Allen. And uh, yeah, game one of this doubleheader goes to the Buckos in a uh, well, a, a beatdown. And you know what? Also, is a final is that fifth inning. That fifth inning, I think, I think was like an hour and ten minutes. I think that's what it was. Justin Topa and uh, Miguel Sanchez just getting rocked in that inning. A six-run frame that doubled up uh, their run total. At that point, they were they were up six-four in the fifth inning. Brewers did jump to a three-zip lead in this one, and you're feeling like, well, with the ownership of the Pittsburgh Pirates that this one's going to be put into cruise control. They'll tack on a few runs, and uh, it'll be uh, a decent win for the Brewers. Not the case as they fall in game one of the doubleheader, game one of this three-game set, 70-47 and 47 now here in the 21 championship season. And these are easier games to kind of handle than would be a you know, 4-3 game where there was a pivotal moment in the game or an error or a, you know, a, a, a soft single or things like that. This you can handle a lot better. I mean, they, they all count, don't get me wrong. It's a bummer that they do lose these ball games. But as I've said for many, many years, I'd rather lose this way. I, I really would. There's no moral victories here in a in a three-two loss. Those are are much more difficult, as as I said. Um, all right, uh, we're live here in the Lakeland University studios with online learning in seven locations throughout the state. Learn on your terms. Lakeland.edu, and we see. That uh, Christian Yellich back in that lineup today, we see that Omar isn't. Avi is not. Lorenzo Kane is not. And again, I, um, I, I find it difficult to question much of what Craig Council does with the lineup just based on the results. And the results have uh, obviously been good. We're all well aware of that. But at, at what point then is it the A lineup and, and it's go time? We see that uh, Aaron Ashby is going to start game two. And, and there's a little bit of pressure on Ashby in this game. You know, you don't want to lose two in a row to the Pittsburgh Pirates. And it really what it does is it sets up a pretty big day for the Cincinnati Reds. Now, there, there are, uh, what, 45 games remaining here in the 21 championship season. But if, if things bounce right for the Reds, let's go from their perspective. Uh, if they beat the Phillies today and the Brewers get swept in this double header, that, game, that lead in the uh, Central is down to six games. And, it, I mean, again, I, th- I think at, at four, it's, it's pr- pretty much concerning a little bit. I think if they get it to four by the end of the month here, that's a, that's a few weeks. I think that would be concerning. Anything five or more, I, I believe you feel pretty comfortable about it. And even six after today, that would be worst-case scenario. Uh, the best-case scenario would be the Brewers up by seven games if, uh, if indeed it comes to fruition here that the Brewers win and the, and the Reds lose. So I, I think that's where they're at here. But I just wonder where the panic point would be with Brewers fans, because what I'm hearing a ton these days is you're jinxing them by talking about playoffs. You're, you're giving a bad vibe when you say there's, uh, well, what's the rotation in round one? You're, you're jinxing them when you talk about, well, who might be the matchup in the uh, in the first round of the playoffs for the Brewers? Which team out of the East are they going to have to play, et cetera, et cetera? I, I just don't think that that's... Uh, that's uh, uh, applying here, if you will. I just don't. You you have to have a little confidence in how good uh, this baseball team is. Despite a loss like this, you know, these are going to happen. But they are good. And, you know, at, at some point, the Reds, you would think, are going to cool down a little bit. Additionally, what is it, uh, just a, a 10 or 12, 13 days away from a three-game set against these Cincinnati Reds, against those. Cincinnati Reds so we have to keep all of those things in mind the the time aspect of it uh the Cincinnati Reds playing good baseball the superstition part of it I don't I I am sort of superstitious in that regard but you know there comes a point where you you shouldn't worry about it and you should have some confidence the confidence level for this team to make the postseason again you're looking at the percentiles you're looking at the uh the, the chances of getting into the postseason and those things are, are rarely rarely debunked. They they really are. Uh Evan, you we had it, we checked the other night. They were upwards of ninety-five-96% guarantee to uh hit the postseason. And I would say it's probably uh, right around there as as we speak. Yeah. Don't you if,
3: think? According to baseball reference, I'm checking it right now. This was entering play today. A ninety-nine point one percent chance to yeah, make the postseason on their uh, calculations. Now, theirs is different from other publications, which you know that happens. But either way, it's. I think no matter where you look, it's going to be above seventy-five percent right now. Baseball Reference has the Brewers at a nine point one percent chance to win it all. I kind of like those odds. So about a ten
2: percent chance to win it all. I mean, I, it's, uh, again, it's doable. Uh, Absolutely it is. It is. But along the way here, uh, you, there's going to be some tests along the way. You saw the Giants come into American Family Field and take two of three. Uh, you're going to have a test of the Cincinnati Reds. You're going to have a test of all these injuries, and, and you have been. And so far, these tests have come out okay. They're 70 and 47. I mean, that is that is amazing, guys. So, the confidence level of these guys hitting the the postseason is pretty good for me, and I and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pull that back uh, by any stretch, and and I don't think a lot of fans should, but you know if if that's the way uh, you want to play it, that that does make these games a little more important along the way. You know if if you're one that thinks that they can you know, spit it up or doom and gloomers in, in the state of Wisconsin that uh, everything that can go wrong is going to go wrong and don't get your hopes up and all that, what we went through well, with the Milwaukee Bucks because that was out there too months ago. And that's fine because it makes each one of these wins though that much more celebratory, if you will. I'm I'm always going to celebrate a Brewers victory. I don't care if it's a lost season. I don't care if they're eliminated or not. You think about going to the games, and, and a lot of people are, are kicking, kicking this around when it comes to teams like the Pirates, teams like the Cubs that are clearly out of it. How do fans handle that? Well, we know how. <laughs> I mean, we, especially the ones a little bit up on years, we know exactly how that works. There was a stretch of time that spanned a couple of decades that the majority of those seasons, uh, the 26-year playoff drought, for example, the majority of those seasons, there was no relevant baseball in the month of September or possibly even August. You're pretty much in a situation like some of these other teams now. We know exactly how that goes. I look at going to the game, Evan. When you're in those situations, I look at that as a microcosm of your season. So can you win the season today? Go out there, have fun. I was listening to uh, you know, the, the, the fan reaction in Pittsburgh for this game today, and that's, uh, that's what made me think about that, that these guys were into it. You know, they, they, they really were. They were kind of you know, cheering, and it wasn't like, why should I cheer? They're, they're 27 games out of first place.
3: Well it's no, it's we, that kind of just love for your team, that undying love. I mean, look at the years that the Cubs were awful in like the early 2010s. They were consistently losing 90, 100 games and they were still selling out the stadium. Yeah. It's kind of just it's almost your duty as a fan to go out and support your team even during the bad times. Then when they're good again, you can brag about being there. During their bad times, look at the Bucks championship. How yeah. many people are like, "Yeah, I was there for the 15 and 67 team." Absolutely, I I get it. You're there then, for your then, team.
2: Yeah, and then they can say, "Well, I was there in the in the. I didn't have tickets. I couldn't afford the tickets, but I, I was in the district and celebrating with the Bucks." So th- those are things that you think about in these uh, you know mid to late August games where. You know, fortunately for the Brewers, and I think we need to pinch ourselves as Brewers fans, it's it's a rarity to be in this type of situation, still all told, despite the fact that they've made the playoffs the last three years. It still is, in the grand scheme of things, a little bit of a rarity to be in the driver's seat. So I can understand how and why some trepidation is there with Brewers fans not wanting to push some chips into the middle of the table and and have a little swagger and puff your chest out a little bit. It's okay to do that. It's all right to do that. And someone's going to, again, Evan, we have vultures. We have vultures. And what vultures do is they're going to say, see? Now, if the Brewers go on to lose like, I don't know, four of seven or something, which would be a rarity in itself. But let's say they do. They're all going to say, yup, Tim and Evan were talking on the air the other day about puffing your chest out and having some confidence. Well, okay, fine. If, if I have that much power to affect baseball games, okay, I'll do it. I am, as I said, a little bit more on the superstitious side, but there comes a time where it, you just have to enjoy it and know that they're good. At what point did you do that with the Milwaukee Bucks? It was pretty early on, I would say.
3: I, I would think. But the thing is, there's still always those fans who almost like love when the team struggles. They want to be the, see, I told you. I told you they're not that good. Yeah, they lost this one game in August. I told you. I don't understand the mindset of being that kind of fan. People watch sports to be happy when their teams win. Why do you want your team that you sweat, bleed, cry over... Why do you want them to lose so that you can be somewhat so right, can be right about yes. them being bad? Why do you want your team to be bad? Yeah. That I've never gotten at all. And the Bucks had quite a few of those fans too.
2: Quite a few of them. And, and I didn't want to let that season go by without enjoying uh, the day-in, day-out grind of following that basketball team.
3: You can't win every game in any sport. It's impossible. It, look at even the best NFL teams, which probably is the best shot the the really really good patriots lost to a wild card giants team mm-hmm. at, to ruin their undefeated season it is really hard to to win every single game so you have to expect that there's going to be losses it's just sports
2: Some are more difficult than others. These are a little bit more on the easy side for me. A 14-4 loss, game one of the doubleheader, game one of this three-game set. We'll take a break, come back. You happen to miss the game? Well, you missed a lot of offense. 19 hits and 14 runs off Brewers pitching today. That is a rarity for sure. You want to uh, sound off and, and jump in here and react, 414-799-1250. As the Brewers fall in game one, it's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway here on The Fan.
0: Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove on The Fan. Call Tim Allen now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 12:50 a.m. the fan.
2: Welcome back, a Brewers loss. Uh, that's putting it lightly. It's a 14-4 victory for the Pittsburgh Pirates to take game 1 of this doubleheader, game 1 of the three-game set. And we were talking before the break uh, about uh, your confidence level and where the percentages are. Uh, you know, on a national scene and scale t- for the Brewers to make the postseason and even win win the World Series. And they have uh, legitimate shots at both of those, all, all the algorithms say. All right. So, however, uh, as much as, uh, you know, we can show that confidence to mirror that, you know, 95 percentile, Mark to make the postseason as, as much as we can agree with that, there still comes a point, even for me as, as confident as I am in this team now. And and the reason why is because of what we've seen so far, um, you know, and then, you know, the pitching is, is just always going to keep you in ball games and there's too much sample size here. But despite that, I will admit, Evan Heffelfinger, that even I have a, a nervous point. Even I have that point in which I say, "Oh man, really? The Reds are only two and a half back." Oh yeah, I'll be, I'll be right there with you guys. But we only know what we know, and that's so far through a 70 and 47 mark. Based on that mark, we we. We have to go with that mark. That's a huge sample size, guys. We we always say baseball is measured that way. Well, what more do we need to see before everybody is as confident as a lot of other Brewers fans are, including myself? But we we all have that nervous point, Evan. I know you do too. You know one
3: thing about me, it's how superstitious I can be about sports, where it's like if I need to – adjust in my chair a certain way to get a base hit I will like down to that kind of detail Mm -hmm. so uh, yeah there is absolutely a nervous point I think for me it probably starts if we see probably like a three or four game losing streak and uh, combine that with the Reds winning three or four of those games that's going to start making me worry because we've seen Epic collapses down the stretch by this Brewers team before. Now, I think this team is much better than that 2014, I think it was, yep, team. Yep. So I, I, I think that they're better... Equipped to not go down that path, but it still is in the back of your mind as a Wisconsin sports well, fan.
2: It, it, but that's what makes every one of these games. If if you're that way, if it's in the back of your mind, that every one of these games should be entertaining to yep. you, and you should be, you know, pissed uh, or, or upset or depressed after a whatever it is. That's what makes the winning part of it so sweet. And uh, it's just again, you you find yourself walking a tightrope uh, in our industry. When you start dictating to fans how they should react and how they should cheer or don't boo, that's that was a big one. That's a big one for me. Do I do mean, think fans
3: boo? do boo way more than they should, but that's that's a topic for another day.
2: But it's not personal, it's just uh, upset with the situation. I mean, a lot of people misconstrue that as. You know, you're really getting personal on this dude, Keston hero, whoever it might be. He struck out four times again, he looks, looks bad, and you're booing. Now, most times, I would say the vast majority of the boos that you hear are simply because of the situation, not personally toward Keston. I, that's me. So, you know, I'm again, we, we walk that tightrope. I can only tell you uh, how historically we can point these facts out And maybe it changes in in the outlook. Maybe it changes in, in the way you view a Brewers game. Let's keep this in mind. It does make it sweeter. All the failure that's been in this organization over the years. I mean, it really does. That, to me, puts it into the best perspective. For me, when I had to go through 26 years of not making the playoffs. I mean, think about that. 26 years. That's longer than I've been alive. Not without winning the championship. That would be bad enough. That is bad enough. I mean, you should, on on average, if there's 30 teams, would it be just a baseline to say, well, you know what? Once we get our turn, once every 30 years isn't too much to ask for. This wasn't even to win the championship. This was to even make the postseason tournament in any way, shape, or form, 26 years. To me, that's what makes all of this like a celebration on on a series basis, on a game-by-game basis, on a road trip basis, all of this. You know, we we crowed on Thursday about the beatdown over the Chicago Cubs and the ownership that the Brewers now have over the Chicago Cubs. That was all pent up from a lot of losing years, and it's okay to release that. It's not being a d. You're not being a jerk about it. You're just simply, hey, it's time to celebrate because we just went through all that nonsense. I. That's just, again, <laughs> it's just my perspective on it. That that that's all. If you guys want to jump in here? We'll certainly take you. Four one four. 799-1250. I'm sorry, go ahead, Evan. I have a starting lineup for game two of the doubleheader if you'd like it. Let's do it.
3: Leading off and playing second base, we have Colton Wong at second or at shortstop hitting second, Willie Adamas. Christian Yelich hitting third, playing left field. Avi Garcia in right field hitting cleanup. Omar Narvaez doing the catching, hitting fifth. Six, we have Luis Urias at third base. Jace Peterson getting the start at first base, hitting seventh. Lorenzo Cain in center, hitting
2: eighth. And Aaron Ashby doing the pitching, hitting ninth. So Escobar gets the uh, second game off. Okay, so that's, that's really the story there, right? And Yelich, by the way, had a, had a couple of decent at-bats. A nice liner his first time up, had a base hit his second time up. Although uh, his third time up did strike out, and the, and the bat ended up in, well, almost someone's head. Uh, over Just near, the missed Brewers Willie Adams's head. Yeah, that's that's some crazy. Come on, Christian. That this team really could use you. And and I think you know I heard Grindle and Levering talking about uh, the recent uh, abs for Christian Yelich. They are a little bit better. I I get it. Uh, the as Sophia Minert would say, the approach is is a little bit better. But if we're talking about a results-based business. At some point, a little bit better isn't good enough. Just keep that in the back of your mind. I'm a big – you guys know where I'm at with Yelich. You keep him in there. And, and Craig Council has been. You keep him right there, two or three, depending on lefty righty. And you let him hit his way out because, man, once he does get going, like, again, that's the only way to go on this is to assume that he's going to get going. Well, the Brewers didn't get going. today. Well, they actually got off to a nice start. They, they really did. In our game recap, if you missed it, well, you missed a, uh, a really long fifth inning. That's for sure. The bottom of the fifth, unfortunately. It was a super long inning. But when this game started, Colton Wong was at the plate. He works the count 3-1, and this was the outcome
4: often on Thursday afternoon en route to a very lopsided win against the Chicago Cubs and Wong smokes one deep in the right field and it's one nothing Brew Crew. That's how you start your Saturday afternoon. Uh, we've seen that before with Colton Wong. I mean, no better way to start a game than with Colton knocking one out. Yeah,
2: Bally Sports Wisconsin on the highlights. Matt LaPay, Bill Schroeder as they take a uh, one to nothing lead early. I'm feeling good right there. We're all feeling good. Brett Anderson takes the mound in the uh, bottom of the first inning and, and really does his Corbin Burns impersonation. It's really what he did. First man up, strikeout. Second man up, strikeout. Third man up, strikeout. How about that? Who was thinking history books at that point? Imagine that. You're going to have to hit the fourth inning to do what Corbin Burns did. I mean, that puts it into perspective. Back-to-back, uh, uh, you know, performances like that would be just almost unheard of. But it, by the way, it didn't happen. Brewers do tack on offensively in the second inning. Uh, lead-off base hit by Rowdy Telez. Tyrone Taylor still swinging a hot bat. Uh, he doubles uh, after that. Second and third, nobody out. It's set up JBJ. Now, a little bit of a base running issue here. JBJ with a uh, ground ball uh, to the middle of the infield. Tellez holds at third. Taylor goes from second. Taylor is is run down. Uh, So, first and third with the one out. And, you know, Brewers, sometimes when it's going good, it goes good. They get then a uh, Manny Pena at bat. They get a wild pitch and it scores the second Brewers run. They're up two to nothing. JBJ ends up at third base. And how about Manny Pena? He had the big day the other day in Chicago, swinging a hot bat
4: himself. And the Brewers pick up their second run of the day, make it three as Pena shoots one into center field. That gets Bradley home and it's three nothing,
2: Brew Crew. How about Manny Pena? Wow, 3-zip at that point in the bottom of the second inning. Anderson works around a double in the frame, but no runs. Brewers, Yelits, a leadoff base hit in the third inning, erased on a double play, and it stays that way, 3-zip into the bottom of the third inning. Anderson into trouble there as uh, he allows a leadoff double. A bunt moves him to third infield single very pittsburgh pirates like scores the first run to make it three to one another infield single very pirates like to put two on then he walks a man loading the bases with one out and one in anderson then gets a ground ball to telez who steps on the bag for the second out but a run does score to make it three to two and then he gets a ground ball that Adamas makes a great play on. Throw to first. Tellez can't dig it out. Two runs score. And the Pirates just suddenly smack uh, Anderson with a four spot right there. They take a 4-3 lead. Now, Evan, let me confirm something. Does the box yet discredit somebody with an error on that play? Because I still see no error for the Brewers. I don't understand that, how, how two runs would score I get giving them an RBI infield single but to allow the second run to score I you know that there's has to be an error applied on that play but uh, okay so it's four to three suddenly now it's nervous time again didn't take long for the Brewers to tie it up this is what they've been doing They're, they're swinging well and that might be an understatement so uh, no lead is safe. Well, that yeah, that that doesn't happen later on in the game. But Brewers are down 4-3. Tyrone Taylor
4: steps up. 2 old pitch to Taylor coming. And that is hit well. Into left field. Going back is Park. Looking up. Reaching up, Can't get it. It's gone. Tyrone Taylor with a solo shot. And we are tied at four.
2: Tyrone Taylor at that point double, a game tying home run in the ball game. Boy. He is looking at uh, I mean we are looking at a, a really good depth department for this baseball team. When you got guys like uh, Tyrone Taylor and Urias and Manny Peña, Jace Peterson as as your depth. That's uh, you're in pretty good shape. Uh, let's see Manny Pena then followed up with a base hit in that inning since the all-star break Manny Pena to that point, 11 for his last 35 with 15 RBIs. I mean, that's Manny Pena. It's about time. Pirates untie it. Bottom of the fourth inning leadoff base hit followed by a double Nobody out, followed up by a single to make it 5-4 Pirates with runners at the corners with one out, one in. And uh, Anderson gets a strikeout right there for the first out of the frame. But that did it for Brett Anderson as Council goes to get him. Three and a third is is the extent of his outing. Gives uh, way to Jay Cousins. Cousins is greeted with a base hit to score another run, making it 6-4. He's still all right. Then a walk to load the bases to face Colin Moran. This was a huge play. Cousins got a ground ball double play off the bat of Moran to finally end that inning to hold the score at just six to four uh, into that fifth inning. So you're you're all right there. You've got the again double header, so you 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 only playing seven innings here. But he holds it right there at six four. Brewers, a leadoff walk to Colton Wong in the fifth inning. So you had a couple of tipping points. That double play to hold it there, two-run deficit. You had a leadoff walk in the top of the fifth. Maybe Brewers starting to battle back. Uh Uh-uh. Results in a zero. Yelich, Adamas, and Escobar all strike out in order. I thought the game was lost right there. I I really do. If there was going to be a comeback, it was going on right there. Didn't happen. Now all hell breaks loose. Bottom of the fifth inning. This is where you had you about two trips, if you're a smoker, outside to have a couple of cigarettes. You probably brewed a pot of coffee or grabbed another couple of beers. It was a two-beer half inning in the bottom of the fifth inning. Justin Topa on to pitch for the Brewers and in trouble with one out, back-to-back, back, base hits, puts runners at the corners, then a stolen base, second and third. Newman then, with maybe the knockout blow, a uh, two-run double by Newman. Uh, That made it 8-4. That double, uh, you know, I don't know if you call it a Baltimore chop or not, but it, I mean, you know, sometimes the ball doesn't bounce your way. But uh, the next hitter, a chopper up the middle. Okay, C&I single to score another run, 9-4. Still in that fifth inning. Topa then, another base hit allowed to put runners back at the corners. Then he gets a ground ball. They can't turn the double play. It's the second out of the inning, but another run scores, making it 10-4. Council has seen enough of Topa. He's got to go out and make his second pitching change. Uh, Miguel Sanchez in for the crew. He is met with a two-run bomb by Brian Reynolds to put it at 12-4. to Colin Moran follows that up with a base hit. Every hitter in the Pirates lineup had a hit. Two, four and two-thirds innings. A walk to the catcher, Stallings, puts two, <laughs> two on, and Sanchez finally works out of that frame. Six runs in that fifth inning. That made the score 12 to four into the sixth inning. Brewers, just real quickly, one, two, three in their half of that sixth inning. Jace Peterson on to pitch the bottom of the sixth inning. Jace, oh boy, a few hits, a walk, two runs, 14 to four. And that is your final there. Brewers empty uh, in that seventh inning. And before the break, we're going to hear from Craig Council coming up. You know, I want you to think about the, the, the deal with the Pirates here. And, and, I, and I wonder, I was thinking about this earlier this season as well, once they traded uh, Adam Frazier. But you guys remember uh, listening to this show a few years ago. Man, the Pirates looked like they're on their way. Reynolds, Newman, Moran, Josh Bell. I mean, you you had, at that time, you had pieces to play with there, and for whatever reason, they they start to you know lose players. Bell loo- uh, leaves, you know. I uh, Adam Fraser is traded as well, but Reynolds, Newman, you know, Fraser, Moran, Bell, all these guys. It's it's crazy how it can change. Once you build around those guys, I was really impressed. And I remember on the show talking about, "Hey, I would love to have those three guys—Newman, Reynolds, and Fraser—looking moving forward." But man, how things change! They—they they really do. And it's a good thing because the Brewers beat up on the Pirates uh, all the time, and they're in division. They play a bunch. Craig Council. Had a big smile on his face during a portion of his media session after this 14-4 loss. Let's see what that's all about. That's next here on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove right here on The Fan. What was the deal
0: with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to schulzefamilybeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan.
2: Speaking of postgame shows, talking some Packers football tonight after the uh, Packers-Texans game. And love, 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 love. That's a Michael Buble song. So we're going to get a close good look at uh, the Packers quarterback, Jordan Love, in this one tonight. And, again, we'll have the uh, conversation about what went on in, in uh, the Packers-Texans matchup a little bit later on tonight. Evan, what are you doing? you, you watch uh, Packers football or Brewers baseball? Probably
3: a little of column A, a little of column B uh it's my parents 20th anniversary tonight so they're gone which means i can watch all the sports that i'd like tonight
2: there you go Um uh, picture in picture or just back and forth
3: uh probably back and forth i'm not okay. i don't have the kind of money for picture in picture tim come on now
2: well now that's pretty standard these days i think isn't it I I thought it was.
3: That's a great question. I I don't know.
2: (laughs) I don't either. I don't either. All right, uh, Craig Council, you know, he knows full well that some of these games are going to, you know, just get get loose on you. And I, I applaud him, and I'm very proud of Craig Council today. He actually pitched a position player. He's been in positions to do that in the past and, you know, more recent past and has passed on that. I don't know if you recall earlier this season, a couple of games got away in either direction, and it's like, man, you're talking about saving pitches, saving arms, saving innings, and and you don't go with a position player. Now you don't want uh, you know Jace Peterson to get hurt or anything, but Jace did end up pitching a uh, two-run inning in that six. But uh, I was proud of Craig Council for doing that, and maybe the doubleheader probably had something to do with that. To, you know, save a little bit of wear and tear the the bullpen's in good shape and they're going to need it. We're going to hear from Aaron Ashby coming up in just a little while. He's the game two starter right now. Let's hear from the Brewers manager.
5: Oh, the Pirates had a lot of soft contact there in the third inning. Did that, um, I guess, they add to a little bit of the frustration level, uh, just considering that they that just weren't a lot of hard hit balls and they were still able to score the way they did? Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's how it goes sometimes. They... You know, that obviously that the inning they scored four in the the third and you know a couple swing and bunt and um you know the ball that we couldn't the ball short stuff from park. So it's just kind of nice and well timed hit. So I mean they, they swung the best well, they put the ball on the ground, they just hit it where we weren't today, hit it over our heads on the ground. Um, you know, and then they got some big hits too. So we just they got a bunch of hits. You're muted, Todd. Sorry, uh, Brett struck out the side in the first, obviously, but uh, he, he looked good early. It didn't look like that calf was any issue for him at all. No, there's there's no injury issue. Like I, I mean, the you know the the third inning is just an inning that happens, unfortunately. Um, you know, where they they timed uh, to put two infield hits, and then uh, we didn't complete a play with a chance to get out of the inning. It, Willie almost made a great play, but just threw a little wide. And so that that's just a baseball inning. Brett did, Brett did fine that inning, for sure. Um, you know, we got to the fourth, and it's 5-4, and you're hoping that Cousins can kind of keep it there and maybe a strikeout and keep it one-run game, and we're still in it. It's, and then it just didn't work out, and they did a nice job after that.
4: Craig, how much of that was uh, just the fact that the, a lot of your pitchers were pitching behind in the count in this game, especially through those middle innings?
5: Yeah, that, that factored in. I mean, they, I, I mean, I thought they swung, they swung the bat well against Topa. Uh, they did a nice job. Uh, he kind of was unable to finish hitters, I thought was kind of the big thing with that inning. So, no, they, they did a nice job. They got whatever, 16, 17, 18 hits, they did a nice job.
4: Taylor continues to swing a, a bat well for you, especially early in the game when, when uh, you know, you needed a, a big hit to tie it back up. He had the double in the home run early in this one, Craig. <laughs>
5: Yeah, I mean, you know, we did a nice job offensively, I thought, through, you know, the first four innings to put us there, and then the, the game got a little out of hand. But, um, you know, we gave ourselves a shot. We put some runs on the board. We gave ourselves a lead. Um, kind of just one of those games where in the third, baseball happened, and, and and we're down. And they got some, you know, they got some runs without really the ball leaving the infield. They got four runs, and I think one ball left the infield. So, uh, you know, yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. You know, we 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 had a play to to maybe keep a couple runs off the board. Would have been a really good play. Let's just just move on. Hey, how, how did you settle on Jace to pitch that last inning, and how did you think he did overall? We took a team vote. Um, Jace got 14 votes, and um, nobody else got any. No, we, Jace has done it before. We've, Jace and I have talked about it. We, he's done it before, um, and just with uh, with the next couple of days, obviously the doubleheader obviously covered seven more innings, um, and then tomorrow it um, it made sense just to save a, save an arm there. Um, so, you know, we um, Jace did a nice job. He just asked the guy to throw strikes, and you know, hopefully they hit a couple of balls at people, and he, he did exactly that. So he did he did a great job. Did did it as good as we could have hoped for.
4: Yeah. Craig, I mean, what kind of an opportunity? Sorry, Craig, go ahead. I was just going to ask, uh, Craig, what kind of an opportunity this will be for for Aaron to uh, to pitch Game Two for you uh, early in his career, getting getting a chance basically to make back to back starts for you.
5: Well, it's it's you know this is really rain the, the rain helped us here almost, um, and then that he didn't he didn't. Um, have to do a lot so we we, we took that opportunity to you know, through 23 or 27 pitches and um so it it gave us a chance to keep them here and um we thought you know in case anything happens this weekend and just so happens we got rain again so we talked about it yesterday morning that if we got rain that that it made sense to bring back ashby again on another start in a, in a shorter game so um just kind of work just the way where the rain the rain really got him to start. You know that—that's what helped us out, and we get a 27th guy for
0: it. Let's find out the play of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video, home entertainment and smart home technology, simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove on the Fan.
2: Well, the bad news Brewers uh, do fall in game one of this doubleheader and uh, game one of this three game set. However, they are in the eighth inning, Philadelphia with a three to nothing lead over the Cincinnati Reds. And is that right? There's a no hitter going on over there?
3: Well, so literally, as I told you that, Tyler Stevenson's hit a home run. So oh, no, now it is three to one.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, uh, and again, uh, it will hold serve at the seven and a half. Uh, mark right there, and and if that holds, Brewers would have an opportunity to pick up that half game with a victory in the nightcap here uh, tonight. Aaron Ashby on the hill for the crew, and we're going to hear from him. A couple of days ago, he spoke after his start in Chicago, and you just heard Craig Council uh, refer to uh, him starting this game too. I think there's a little bit of pressure on, on Ashby here tonight to, to to perform well. I mean, we can't have... You know, with Pittsburgh putting up 14 here, a lot of times, you know, that that old adage, you want to save some runs for the next game, and, and it doesn't, you know, they, they you get shut out or score one or two runs. Uh, however, Brewers really, I won't say ill afford, because they're not going to win every game down the stretch here. But to have a start like uh, he did in his first Big league debut, mm, that would not be good here to get Pittsburgh rolling early. So we'll talk a little bit more about Ashby and hear from him uh, after the break. ABC audio video play of the game. And this one, I have no idea what it is. Uh, Evan Heffelfinger is going to uh, surprise me on this, the ABC audio video play of the game.
3: Well, one of the things that Colton Wong has brought to this team was great defense, but he also... A surprising amount of power out of the leadoff position that he didn't really show that much in, uh, in St. Louis. So yet again, another leadoff home run to really set the tone, or at least you thought it was to set the tone for the Brewers in this game
4: on Thursday afternoon en route to a very lopsided win against the Chicago Cubs and Wong smokes one deep in the right field and it's one nothing Brew Crew. That's how you start your Saturday afternoon. Uh, we've seen that before with Colton Wong. I mean, no better way to start a game than with Colton knocking one out.
2: Yeah, big time there as heard on Bally Sports Wisconsin our play of the game with ABC Audio Video. I, um, uh, I think with Colton Wong real quick before the break here, I I think that the stroke came from him signing with the Brewers based on the home schedule. So knowing that a left-handed hitter is going to hit a lot of home runs at American Family Field, I think that sort of translated off to the road as well for Colton Wong. Just got him in that sort of swing mode uh, to pull the baseball a little bit more than he normally would, as Evan said, in St. Louis. Take a break. Aaron Ashby, the left hander, is going to start for the crew in game two. We'll hear from him next here on The Fan.
0: Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free, plus no payments for an entire year. Call them today at
2: 262-703-3500. Brewers fall 14-4 in game one of this doubleheader, and I think there's a little bit additional pressure on Aspie, and this is one of those games within the game. You know, we always talk about uh, baseball being this, you know, every inning is its own game, and every situation, every A-B or you know, if there's two outs and, and you know, runners' uh, bases loaded and, and, you know, big moment, that's a game in itself. Or I really like watching um, the sequence of pitches when there's a runner at third with less than two outs on both sides of it. That, that to me, is one of the allures of baseball for me. There are a lot. But the game within this game for Aaron Ashby is, you know, what, what kind of look do we get from him? Yeah, he's, he, you know, we expected to see him this year. And I recall uh, Craig Council in, in uh, spring, uh, at spring training, saying we will see Aaron Ashby in the big leagues this year. He did say that. And despite the great pitching from the Brewers pitching staff, we still see Aaron Ashby getting a few starts here. But this one, I think, is a bigger test for him. Yeah, you're in Chicago and you're rolling, and it's uh, you know, um, yeah, there, there's some inclement weather, and and you're just kind of pressed into duty there. You had Eric Lauer and Hauser, you know, on the COVID list, so that was a, sort of a let's let's you know see what you got, kid. This is a little more interesting, and you, you want to chew up some innings because you went through some arms in Game One. And uh it is a short and seven inning game, but despite that, my hopes are that we look at Aaron Ashby after tonight's performance and we see that, you know, maybe that's how they that's they're using the same kind of deal with uh, Corbin Burns and, and Brandon Woodruff. Yeah, they a spot start here or there, but mainly out of the bullpen. This is what I'm looking at for Ashby. if he performs well tonight, I think we have to consider or the team does. but I would with a good performance tonight to add him to that bullpen down the stretch here, so you want, and the stuff looked good in Chicago uh the other day now the rain delay shortened his outing. Uh, pitched a scoreless first inning, allowed a couple of base hits in the second inning, but no runs, worked himself out of that. So we're we're going to see if uh, Aaron Ashby can build on that. But it's a bigger start for him. I'm really interested in game two here. Here's Aaron Ashby the other day.
1: Aaron, I think we were all looking at the same weather reports going into tonight. Um, how much were you looking at that at all? And does that change anything as you go into this game?
6: Um, No, I actually didn't look. I didn't even know it was supposed to rain. Um, My mom had kind of texted me this morning. You know, she flew in and she said the weather was a little bit shaky, but I didn't think anything of it. I thought that was just in Kansas City. So, um, you know, I didn't didn't even know it was supposed to rain tonight and therefore it didn't impact my start or the way I prepared or anything like that.
4: Aaron, obviously it was, a, it was a shorter
5: start than you had anticipated, but do you feel you have to feel a lot better coming out of that one,
6: don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that one feels a lot better than uh, last time being up here. So um, it's, it's good to have some success up here, and was um, a lot of fun tonight.
1: Was there any talk at all, Aaron, about having a chance to go back, or that's way too long? Like where for you is kind of the cutoff?
6: Yeah, so I think it was around like an hour um, since I pitched. It's kind of like the, you know, the, the cutoff where they're not going to let you go back out there. I had been on the treadmill and um, doing some bands and weighted ball stuff um, down in the tunnel, um, staying ready. You know, kind of kind of simulating like innings and um, on and off. But it just just got to, to the point where it's too long. Did you feel cheated having your first at bat cut off there? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that was, uh, that was a lot of fun, you know, being up there, obviously first big league got bad. Um, but that's all right. I'm not, I'm not necessarily here to hit. So, um, we'll just have to get that one over with next time.
1: Aaron, how much were you just looking forward to this opportunity after the last one?
6: Yeah, a lot. I mean, ever since, you know, I was sent back down, um, now it's all, all I want to do is get back up here. Um, been working a lot down in uh, Nashville with, you know, pitching coach and everyone down there je- or Jim, And uh, kind of got more of a routine and um, was more pointed and the stuff I was doing and the way I prepared and everything like that and um, paid off.
1: Long day. I know for you it was a short day, but for the team, it's a pretty long day, wasn't
6: it? Yeah, it was a really long day. I think uh, bus from the hotel is at like, 9 30 or 10 o'clock. So I know these guys are wore out, uh, especially with the rain delay in the second game. Uh, it's been, it's been a really long day at the ballpark for these guys. Aaron, And what happened to the goggles? Um, so I was actually, when I came back out, I was going to have them back on. Um, it's just been in the early innings, they fog up really bad uh, because I sweat so much and like innings one through three. And then um, after that, it kind of settles down. and I, you know, don't sweat as much, I suppose. And then, uh, of course, the sun's down at that point and the shadows get pretty brutal for me. Um, you know, I seeing the signs and stuff. And uh, so they, they, they were going to come on in the in three there. How much
2: are you looking forward, Evan Heffelfinger, to seeing this kid pitch in less than an hour from right now?
3: I'm honestly really excited because we've seen the tale of, I mean, pretty much a Jekyll and Hyde from him. And now he gets, you would assume, an, a full chance, a full start, and I—he showed a lot of really good things last week. I think, yeah, let's let's see what this kid's got. If he's good, the future is looking even brighter for this oh, rotation.
2: Goodness, I know that. And and now we do need to throw the caveat out there. We thought, you know, minor league pitcher of the year a few years ago, was Zach Brown, and you know, he was lifted from the forty-man shortly thereafter, but. I think there's a little more high ceiling here for Ashby, and we'll get you the starting lineup. Ashby is going to start game two of this double dip. We'll do that next. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway and Union Grove. Brewers fall in game one, 14-4. We'll be right back, 12.50 a.m. The Fan.
0: What's on tap for the crew? What pitcher starts the next one? It's time for some forward thinking. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame Show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan.
2: Yeah, postgame and a pregame show today. As the Brewers in the midst of a doubleheader in Pittsburgh, they fall in game one, 14-4. And they'll go back at it here in game two in about a half hour or so. And we've got an Aaron Ashby start and I'm really looking forward to this, man. I, I hope that he gets some run support to the point where he can have a little lateral movement in, you know, not just extending uh, some innings, extending his, his outing here. But I think to to allow him to work himself out of jams, I think is going to come in uh, handy down the stretch here. and Much like, uh, Evan, you and I were talking during the break here. When you look at the likes of Tyrone Taylor, Luis Urias, Manny Pena, Jace Peterson, even to a degree Jackie Bradley Jr., all these ABs they're getting now, we could almost assume, and this is, this is a little bit better than wishful thinking, all these reps that these, these guys are getting, one or more is going to come up big time in a postseason game. I can almost guarantee, as close as I can come, someone off the bench is going to hit a huge home run or a big two-run double or a three-run double, something of the sort. All these reps are coming in handy. Same concept with with Aaron Ashby. Allow him to work out of some jams. Because if you recall, what Woody and Burns did in 18 down the stretch out of that bullpen was just sort of amazing. I mean, they were shut-down guys back there. And that would be the goal here because I don't think Aaron Asby is going to find himself starting a postseason game. I would be shocked. Something bad may have gone wrong if if that's the case. But it's the same concept, and that's why I think it's a pretty important outing for Aaron Aspey. Let's check the uh, lineups in this one. Uh, Brewers have a uh, just about an A lineup out there, Evan.
3: Yeah, I think I would agree with that. Leading off, you have Colton Wong at second base. That's or playing shortstop and hitting second. We have Willie Adamas hitting third playing left field. Christian Yelich getting both starts of the doubleheader. Avi Garcia in right field hitting cleanup. Fifth doing the catching. We have Omar Narvaez. Luis Urias playing third base and hitting sixth. Jace Peterson getting the start at first base, hitting seventh, Lorenzo Kane in center field, hitting eighth, and Aaron Ashby doing the pitching. Comes yeah. into this game in his third start, a 13.5 ERA on the season, going up against Mitch Keller and the Pirates. Their lineup, Hoy Park, hitting leadoff in left field. Key Brian Hayes playing third base, hitting second. Brian Reynolds in center field, hitting third. John no- Nagawski. Nagawski. Never yeah. heard that name before, my goodness. <laughs> hitting cleanup and playing first base. Rodolfo Castro, second base, hitting fifth in the order. Wilmer Defoe, playing right field, hitting sixth. Kevin Newman, hitting seventh, playing shortstop. Michael Perez, the battery mate, hitting eight with Mitch Keller, the pitcher, who enters the game three and nine with a 7.06
2: ERA. All right, so they need to do some damage against Keller here. And uh, the corner's a little bit different. Normally, the the A lineup, I think everyone can agree the A lineup would include Rowdy Telez at first and Escobar at third. The corner's a little bit different. Jace Peterson at first, Urias on third base. But again, I I will go back to what I was just saying, that these reps for these guys, that's the saving grace here for me. I'm not going to complain too much about, you know, get your A lineup in there and get going here. Not quite yet. I will at some point if this continues. Uh, Keep your eyes on Christian Yelich to continue. Maybe just the taste of some better at-bats here. And then big-time eyes on Aaron Ashby today, the Brewers' left-hander. By the way, that 13 uh, ERA, that's down from like 48 or something like that. A (laughs) million. It really is. All right, we'll see you guys tonight. Tonight, a big night uh, here on the Fan Game 2. Brewers and Pirates of the Twin Bill. And then you've got Packers-Texans, Sparky and Gary Ellerson, uh, talking some Packers football straight up at 10 o'clock. So we've got uh, the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway right after game two here. Should be able to uh, fit that in there nicely because it is a seven-inning game here in game two. For Evan Heffelfinger, my name is Tim Allen. You guys have a great few hours And we'll talk to you after the Brewers game two, victory, wishful thinking over the Pirates. And remember, smile Milwaukee, the world will smile back.